And I'm not trying to be racist here. You know? But do people in India only have sticks for self-defense? And I can't remember exactly what happened, but somehow Kane killed her by accident. Yeah, Joe, you have a podcast where you talk a lot about eating ass and living in your van and, and animals killing each other. You're not alienating anybody. This is the every, every this podcast for everybody. Hell yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. How's it going? It's your old pal Joe checking in with you. You doing all right? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. Better than you ever have in your life. And uh, if you aren't doing that good, hey, it's okay. We'll get through it. New month, you know, Black History Month. Hey, let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate it in whichever way we do. How about that? Happy Black History Month, everybody. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah. What you been up to? Me? Not much. I do have a show tomorrow at Social Fox Brewing in Norcross, Georgia. If you are listening to this anytime before February 2nd, uh, we have a show there tomorrow. Come on out. Uh, Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. And we do it the first Tuesday of every single month. So in case you can't make it out tomorrow, you know, come on through fucking next time we're doing a goddamn show. Look at that. Look at that shit. <laughs> come on through, people. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's good to be doing some shows again. I did a couple last week here in Atlanta. And, uh, man, they're just a hoot, I tell you. There ain't a ton of people coming out right now, but uh, the shows have still been... Uh, quite, quite a fun time. It's fun getting to see people and bullshit with people. And, uh, then I just go home immediately after the show's done. So that's been, that's been different, you know, no one's hanging out. No one's, uh, doing much anything. No one's going anywhere after the show. So you just do the show, you hang out, then you go the fuck home. Ain't a bad deal. It's quiet life nowadays, people. It's quiet life in Joe's world. It's probably quiet life for most people right now, but my life has been relatively fucking quiet these past couple months. <laughs> it's all right. It might be getting to me a little bit, but uh, but we'll make it through. It's all right. Shows have been fun. Keep coming out. And uh, hopefully once the weather warms up, people will start doing outside shows again because those have been... Those have been so much fun. Contrary to popular belief and maybe even my own opinions, man. Them shows outside this past summer were some of the most fun fucking comedy shows uh, I've ever been a part of. Usually people at, uh, that attend shows outside, it's uh, people aren't paying attention. But, uh, you know, people really, really pull up their end of the deal when they haven't had shit going on and they're like, Hey, we're going to do an outside comedy show for you. And it's like, okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up the whole time then and watch this show. Cause I've been locked up inside. So, uh, very fun. I hope they keep, uh, keep coming back as the weather warms up, but who the fuck knows? Did y'all watch the Royal rumble? Let's start with a little wrestling talk. We don't, uh, I don't do that too much here, you know? Not trying to uh, alienate anybody, as if anything else I talk about doesn't fucking alienate people. Yeah, Joe, you have a podcast where you talk a lot about eating ass and 
living in your van and, and animals killing each other. You're not alienating anybody. This is the every, every this podcast for everybody. You know, the the most intellectual person to the simplest uh, of human beings. This podcast for everybody, kids, adults, whatever you're into. This podcast is for it, right? The fuck we worried about alienating people for? Ah. <laughs> uh, I love wrestling. It's pretty... Uh, Royal Rumble was last night. If you don't know what the Royal Rumble is, what the fuck are you doing with yourself? You know, it's only one of the biggest wrestling events in the history of wrestling. It's the lead-in to, uh, to the main event of WrestleMania. If you don't know, it's a 30-man battle royal. Or woman. They do them both now. And the winner gets to uh, challenge for whatever title it, he or she would like to at uh wrestlemania the grandest stage of them all so uh you know it's a fun pay-per-view a lot of chaos wwe man has just been they've been fucking up <laughs> uh i don't know if y'all that's like the the most well-known wrestling company and that's who puts on the royal rumble but man it was fucking you know, there's a wrestler who, uh, he had been around for a while. His name, is, his name is Glenn Jacobs. He's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee now. So he is a mayor, but he wrestled under a few different names. His most uh, famous name being, or character being Kane, the brother of The Undertaker. Kane was a demon from hell, right? He had superpowers. He could use lightning and throw fireballs and, uh, you know, he could just, just a monster, just a, he was a demon from hell, that was his whole thing, that was his whole character, was Cain, because the Undertaker's a dead guy, right, so Cain is the Undertaker's brother, the Undertaker accidentally set his house on fire when he was a kid, killing his parents and his brother Cain, or so he thought, up until 1997, uh, when Cain turns out wasn't dead he just went into hiding for a while but somehow he is still a demon from hell even though he's a person just like the undertaker is both dead and alive at the same time you get what i'm saying are you keeping up with this character of kane you know played by glenn jacobs who is a fucking mayor now right so Cade makes an appearance last night at the royal rumble he doesn't really wrestle anymore but they'll have him for, like, if they go to, like, Abu Dhabi or whatever. I think it's Abu Dhabi. Somewhere in Saudi Arabia, they do a big pay-per-view. And they want to have a big, you know, the best show ever with all the famous names for the Saudis. So Kane will wrestle on those shows. But the point is, is you have this great character who was a demon from hell, who is now a mayor. And that's his everyday life, is just being the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. And he shows up in the Royal Rumble, and you're still supposed to, for some reason, think he's a demon from hell. And it's just real hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to suspend your disbelief that much. When Cain was just a demon from hell all the time, I could do it. You know, I was a child, but I also, I understood what was going on. You know what I mean? It's like, I know he's not a demon from hell, but he is a demon from hell for the sake of the story. But now he's just, everyone, but I didn't know, I didn't know he did anything outside of being, of, portray, of portraying a demon from hell. You know what I mean? And now, it is well known, he's a mayor. 
and he's just real old and just out of shape and it's just like man it's a it's a bummer to see Kane coming back as much as I would like to enjoy for the sake of nostalgia I guess but it's just I just know he's not a demon from hell now <laughs> I can't be fooled it's like The Undertaker. The Undertaker still will come back, but he's all over doing interviews and shit. But everyone knows he's not a dead guy. But you lose. That was part of The Undertaker's whole thing is he never broke. He was The Undertaker forever. He was The Undertaker for like 30 fucking years. He didn't do shit outside of wrestling. Even as he got older, like he still, he still wouldn't do shit. He wasn't going to become a fucking mayor and then come back and, and try and be a dead guy, you know? Ah. <laughs> Here I am being a grumpy old man going, ah, back in my day wrestling was sad better. <laughs> oh man. Kane, I was gonna talk about wrestling for a little bit, people. If you want to tune out, go for it. I'll talk about some other shit later. Skip ahead about 10, 15 minutes if you don't want to hear me ramble on about wrestling. But you might like this next this next thing because this was one of the most fucked up storylines to ever happen uh in wrestling ever and i credit to why I, a lot of the reasons why i am the way that i am <laughs> is this fucking storyline it involved kane right so kane is a demon from hell when he first comes in as i mentioned earlier the brother of the undertaker demon from hell could throw fireballs <laughs> burn people <laughs> But at some point, characters have to evolve in wrestling as they do with any TV show, as any person does in life. You know, you should be evolving. Your character should be evolving all the time, man. Don't get stale. Uh, but Kane, so at some point, they decide that Kane, at first, he couldn't talk either. He had a voice box. Like, that's how burnt he was, is that he burnt his vocal cords and he had to talk with a voice box. But eventually, he started to uh, have friends. And his friends taught him to talk. And he started showing empathy and sympathy for people for the first time in his life. So he started changing emotionally, you know. And then at some point, I think it was like 2002 maybe, 2001, it comes out that Cain uh, actually had a girlfriend at one point in time. Her name was Katie Vick. Uh, and I can't remember exactly... What happened? But somehow Kane killed her by accident, you know? Uh, <laughs> he's a seven-foot demon from hell, you know? It's like he's bound, he's bound to make some mistakes here and there. He's probably got a big old demon cock, you know? And <laughs> he probably, you know, just fucked her a little bit too hard. <laughs> Something like that. But anyway... He's Kane is in, in this particular storyline. Kane is in a feud with Triple H, right? Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, the game. For those of you who don't know his many nicknames, the Cerebral Assassin. And I can't remember how they got to the story, but somehow Triple H decides to mess with Kane. What he's gonna do is go to a funeral home. And Katie Vick is going to be in the casket. And Triple H is going to wear Kane's mask and crawl in the casket and fuck this corpse. Do you understand? It was so bizarre. 
but it was also a great, for some reason, it was still entertaining. Maybe I'm not doing it justice right now, but the point is, Kane's girlfriend died, and then Triple H fucked her corpse while wearing Kane's mask. Is a wrestling storyline from 2001, you know. What are you? What storylines do you like? Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, boy falls in love with girl, girl falls in love with boy. The end. No. Demon from hell child learns love and empathy and learns how to communicate and murders his girlfriend with his giant demon cock and the heavyweight champion of the world fucks that corpse. That's a beautiful storyline, people. This is the, the fucking... The governor, or whatever the fuck he is, the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, was involved in this angle somehow, in this story. He didn't fuck the corpse. Triple H did, who is now the COO of the WWE. So, you know, don't, you know, even if you, I don't know, maybe if you fuck a corpse, don't quit chasing your dreams, I guess. Or maybe that's, maybe that's a step to getting to your dreams. You got to fuck a corpse. You got to make a deal with the devil, <laughs> I guess. If you want to succeed in life, that's one of the craziest fucking wrestling stories ever. You know, it's fucking insane. May Young, it's another crazy storyline. May Young was like this fucking 80 year old woman. She used to wrestle in like the 50s or some shit in the 60s. Like this 80 year old woman. And they decided to make a story out of her. And a gentleman by the name of Mark Henry, a.k.a. Sexual Chocolate. The world's strongest man. He used to be like a really legit like strong man competitor. Like he won some competition one year. And he started wrestling. But he's this giant like 5'10", 6 foot, like 450 pound. Just sexual chocolate. Very dark black man. And he falls in love. With 80-year-old May Young. Or 80-year-old May Young keeps wanting to get some sexual chocolate. And Mark Henry's like, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. And then finally he gives in. And then that pussy is so good. (laughs) That he falls in love with her. And gets her pregnant. You know what I mean? So you have a young, probably 20-something-year-old Mark Henry. Sexual chocolate. Impregnating. 80-year-old. Former... Woman's wrestler, May Young. And within like three weeks, she gives birth. That's how fast pregnancy works in the wrestling world. Three weeks. But she does not give birth to a person. She gives birth to just a hand. <laughs> just a gooey hand. <laughs> Comes out of her vagina. So if that doesn't explain kind of my sense of humor then i don't know what does because that's fucking hilarious but is absolutely by today's standards like that was on the usa network too that was like monday night raw cable television primetime shit you know what i mean like there's they couldn't fucking fly but anyway the royal rumble was great people that's what i was fucking talking about before i started rambling about fucking kane making his goddamn appearance uh, but it was all good. It's all fun. It's very strange without people there. It's uh, as much money as they spend on the production of 
their wrestling show, WWE, people were still fucking up so much, man. They had the... Because in... I don't know. I'm trying to break it down so in case you don't watch wrestling, you can understand, like, what I mean when I'm saying this shit. It's like... Just in, like, any movie or television show, there is editing involved. You know what I mean? If somebody flubs a word or stands in the wrong spot, they yell cut, and then they just reshoot the shit and edit it together. But wrestling is live. So it's like, when they fuck up, they just fuck up, and everybody sees it. You know what I mean? And now, because they have... I think you used to be able to get away with it more because there were like, you know, there were like maybe seven camera angles or something like that. But now they have 36 and a fucking slow-mo phantom camera. So you're just seeing everybody just fucking up all the time. And the big, you know, the big universal title match at the Royal Rumble last night was a uh, last man standing match. Okay, people? So last man standing match is two people, no rules. No rules. You just beat the shit out of each other until uh, someone cannot stand up before a 10 count. So the referee counts one, two, three, four, up to 10. And if you don't get up, you fucking lose. You got your ass whooped. But you can hit people with uh, chairs if you want. You can throw them through tables. Last night, Roman Reigns ran over Kevin Owens with a golf cart. And uh, and that's the thing. It's like... It's... the it was definitely filmed before because it was such a shitty cut because they went backstage to run him over with the golf cart. And it was just like, oh, that was a bad cut. But anyway, the whole end of the match, it's supposed to be... The referee's supposed to count to 10. And if you don't stand up before 10, you'll lose. So fucking Kevin Owens gets the bright idea to handcuff Roman Reigns to a very low bar to the point where he cannot stand up. But Roman Reigns brought the handcuffs, right? So Kevin Owens, so Roman Reigns' manager, this is too much to be fucking talking about. Roman Reigns' manager, Paul Heyman, has the spare key or the key to the handcuffs, right? Because he brought them. So at some point during the fight, Kevin Owens gets the handcuffs away from Roman Reigns and puts the handcuffs on Roman and then handcuffs him to a very low bar to where he can't stand up. You know what I mean? Uh, Mick Foley, Mankind, did something similar to The Rock in the 90s where he took a forklift, on like a pallet on a, on a forklift and lowered it down on The Rock so The Rock could not stand up. So he got counted to 10. Uh, so Roman Reigns is handcuffed to this bar and the referee starts counting. At some point, Paul Heyman comes over with the key. Never mind. Referee starts counting. Roman Reigns grabs him and throws him into like a pole, knocks him out. So now there's no referee to count. Paul Heyman comes over with a key and starts trying to help him. Another referee comes out and starts counting. And then he gets to six and then he just stops because they couldn't get the handcuffs off Roman Reigns. So he could not stand up by the count of 10. So the referee just stopped counting. The whole point is, people, is the ending, the whole ending got fucked up. Because <laughs> they're trying to do too fucking much. You know what I mean? I think it would have been better if rather than have, they should have just rigged the fucking handcuffs to where, you know, 
It, I think it would have been better. Maybe I should be a wrestling writer. If Paul Heyman came over with the key and is trying to get Roman Reigns unlocked, right? And the referee's counting and he gets to nine. And then Roman Reigns, because he's supposed to be the biggest, strongest guy right now, just fucking breaks the handcuffs and stands up. Rather than having the referee stop, everyone look like a jackass for the next 30 seconds, doing nothing. Kevin Owens is just leaning up against the rail, taking a breather. And it's just like, God damn. See, I don't watch a lot. If I watch wrestling, I talk about it on every fucking podcast I do. And I don't want to do that. But for some reason last night, I was like, let's watch the wrestling. Let's give it a shot. And uh, I wish I hadn't done that. For your sake and mine. I can't imagine anybody is listening to this shit right now. (laughs) Just fucking going off about fucking wrestling. God damn it. Oh, well. We want to talk about stocks? Is that what people want to hear about? You want to hear hot takes on the fucking stock market? That doesn't make any fucking sense anyway. What the fuck? We had a mock fucking uh, stock investment project in my econ class when I was a senior in high school. And uh, I failed miserably. <laughs> I invested, I put, we were fake given a hundred bucks or something like that to invest in stocks or whatever. Maybe it was a thousand. I bought Playboy and WWE and that was it. And all I did was lose all the money. <laughs> Perhaps if Reddit had been uh, had had my back, I would have made money and uh, maybe passed that project in econ. I think I passed the class. I, I'm assuming I passed the class because I did graduate. I don't know what I got in econ, but I don't know shit about stocks. You know, did y'all make any money off the GameStop shit? Did y'all cash it out? I don't know, people. I don't know what the fuck's going on. People bet on the the fucking billionaires bet on GameStop going down. So Reddit was like, nah, fuck that. We're going to make it go up and everyone's going to make money. And then they were like, wait a minute, you can't trade this stock anymore or some shit like that. It's all a rigged game. So you're playing by the house rules. You know what I mean? That's, I, I just don't do this shit, man. People were bitches like, oh, this is, you know. Because the Redditors started to use the game against the billionaires or whatever it is. But it's like, it's their fucking game. If you go and play, it's like being a kid and you go to somebody's house to play whatever the fuck it is, man. Their ball, their rules. Their house, their rules. You know? An hour in, an hour into playing the game, they'll change the fucking rules. And you can't do shit. It's their fucking house. It's their game. It's their fucking rules. You know? The best thing, the only way to get that kid to lighten up or whatever is for everybody to agree just not play the game. They go, fuck you. We're not going to play with you then. And then that kid has to start playing. Maybe that's part of what the Reddit thing is. Maybe y'all are trying to switch the game. I don't understand. I just don't understand it. But I hope everyone's making a lot of fucking money off of uh, off of GameStop. It's so fucking funny. I, I went into a GameStop before Christmas uh, 
my roommate keeps he he was talking about getting like an N64 just to fuck around sometimes just so we're not losing our fucking minds. And I just figured GameStop would just have that shit like used ones, but apparently N64s are hard to come by anyway. But I went in there and it was just like what the fuck is this place? You know, there just ain't shit in there. There's nobody in there. There ain't shit in there. It's just it's got to be it's got to be just like a billboard at that point, you know, rather than buying a billboard, like GameStops are just open in strip malls still. It's kind of like when Starbucks, like they don't make money, but they keep them open anyway. Same thing with like, it's just like billboards or promotion or, you know, promotion for your other, your other shit. It's going to be the first gaming thing you think of when you go online is going to GameStop.com as long as that building's there. But that's the only reason it can't exist. But it was just like, there wasn't shit in there. And it was like, oh, I don't understand how this company is still even open. And now their stock is fucking fucking up the whole goddamn world. That's fucking crazy. Well, not the whole world, but the country. I don't know what it's doing. Is it ruining America? The fact that GameStop stock went up? Is the foundation of America crumbling? Should I be real worried about this? Or is everyone who's made money going to lose it all anyway? Because it's a fake fucking game they're playing. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I just feel like we got some real shit to be worried about. Instead, we're talking about GameStop stocks, you know? It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. And every dumb person I know now has an opinion on stocks. Now everyone's in the stock market. Everyone. I did a show on fucking Thursday. Younger kid, you know, starts whipping out the app, talking about stocks and shit. He's made 11 cents. And he wouldn't shut up about the shit. You know what I mean? The dumbest people I know are talking about stock markets now. So I can't imagine uh, it's going to work out in anybody's favor. (laughs) <laughs> anytime my dumb friends stop talk, start talking about some shit uh i figure i just missed the boat at that point in time you know what i mean or it's probably none of my business good luck though hey if anybody makes a whole lot of money off the stock throw a few bones my way we've been friends long enough you listen to the podcast <laughs> Let me get some of that. Let me get a couple of the GameStop millions y'all are making on your fucking investment apps. <laughs> I hope it works out. I looked at some Robin Hood shit earlier in the pandemic, but I just don't have. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And you, what you're supposed to do, right, is you just put money in something and then you just let it sit there. And then you don't do nothing. But. Then you're checking the fucking stock every goddamn day. It's like it's one more fucking thing on that fucking phone to go, okay, Instagram done, Facebook done, uh, Gmail done, Twitter done. Oh, let me look at Robinhood done. Okay, back to Instagram, back to Facebook. That's what the fuck it was or that's what it became. It's like I can't keep doing this shit. If one of y'all are good at it, I'll give y'all some money. If y'all can make me some money, I'll give you. I'll invest in you to invest in me. I'll give you 20% of whatever you make. How about that? If you're listening to this and you're good, not even good with investments, if we lose it, fuck it. Who cares? 
But if you want to handle some of my finances, 20%'s in it for you. If we let that motherfucker ride. How about that, people? Where else are you going to get that kind of, I don't know, how much do stockbrokers, that, that could be as little as I know about stocks, that could be like a fuck you percentage. That could be like, no one would do that. But, you know, if you're just starting out trying to get in the broker business, let me know. Don't fucking wolf on Wall Street me, though, you son of a bitch. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> I will not be wolfed on Wall Street again. <laughs> All right. Uh, people, this one went off the rails with all that wrestling talk up top, you know, but I had to get it out. The cane thing bugged me. The fucking cane thing bugged me and I can't let it go. He's so old and he's a mayor. The fuck you having him come out for? He's not even lighting anybody on fire. What he, they used him to make a younger guy look strong, but not even that strong. Because he's an old man. You know? It's like, oh, you're beating up an old guy. You're beating up an old guy who's a mayor. It's like, no, he's beating up Kane. It's like, that's not Kane. That's not Kane anymore. Everybody knows it. How does that make him look strong? Beating up an old fucking mayor. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> I should be I should be writing wrestling for somebody. I'm you know, I connect the dots, you know. I'm just not this ain't all just a bunch of willy nilly nonsense I'm spewing. I know the business. I've never been involved in it, but I understand the business of wrestling. <laughs> all right, people. This has been a fun one, right? Hey, ain't bad. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week. It can get you on your fucking day. All right. Get you on your fucking week. It's been, it's going to be another great week. First week of February. Let's get this shit done. You know, let's fucking have a good, good short month. A nice short month. This isn't even, the animal video clip of the week is not even necessarily a particular clip. It is a question about many clips. It's a question about, uh, and I'm not trying to be racist here, you know. But do people in India only have sticks for self-defense? Is that a racist question to ask? Because every video I see of people in India getting chased by a tiger or a leopard is just like six dudes with sticks trying to hit it. And they always get fucked up. At least one of them gets fucked up. That's always the thing is there's always... In India, I've noticed, when it comes to fighting big cats, there's always a sacrificial lamb. There's always one dude out of the six that if he stumbles, we ain't stopping for his ass. We'll let the fucking leopard latch him up and run up in a tree with him, and then we'll come back, and then we'll start hitting the leopard like a pinata. And, you know, you're up there, too, at this point with the leopard, so you might get a couple whacks, too. But I'm just curious if people in India don't have guns. Especially when they're, like, seeking out tigers and leopards. Because I, I get that 
people in in villages or whatever, and sometimes you have a big cat coming in and it's killing the the cows and it's killing your your sheep or whatever, probably your kids and your family, all that shit. I know that the big cats get into uh, uh, villages in India sometimes, so you got to send out a search party because that's always the thing. Is it's now it's they always go looking for the tiger or the leopard or the cheetah, but all you're bringing is sticks with you. Just broomsticks, man. I would like someone to get back to me on this. About, is that tradition? Is it, is it more respectful to just like beat it to death with sticks? <laughs> is that somehow more respectful to the animal than shooting it? But maybe they're not trying to kill it. Maybe they're just trying to get it out of the village. Maybe that's the thing. But even if it runs away, it's going to come back. I just was curious because I have seen a lot of videos of uh, villages in India where a big cat gets in it somehow. And it's always just people with sticks trying to whack at a cat. And if you play the Benny Hill theme behind it, it's wacky and fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta tune down those screams a little bit <laughs> and then it's real wacky <laughs> the Benny Hill theme can make a beating seem humorous <laughs> I don't know people I'm just curious about what it is with people in India and sticks that's my big question that I have for the week. What is it with big, well, you know, sticks sticks in India? Maybe they got uh, strong sticks, very strong sticks. I don't know. And it seems like even just chucking rocks, because there's always someone far away with a camera. That's how you get all these videos, is why not, why not everybody stand back and just chuck rocks at it instead of sending the search party to get eaten Maybe not even eat, but definitely get bit up because you wanted to come with some sticks. Never bring a stick to cat fight. <laughs> That's my motto. Never bring a stick to a cat fight unless it's two house cats and then just beat them with the sticks, you know. <laughs> I should have stopped <laughs> a minute ago. <laughs> I don't beat house cats with sticks, all right? But I'm saying if... If all you have is to, if all you have is a stick to split up cats, house cats are easier to split up than big cats. I'm high as hell, people. (laughs) Someone get back to me about the sticks in India, please. I'm losing my mind over here. All right. (laughs) This has been the funnest podcast of all time. Thank you for joining me with your big spiritual cock, everybody. (laughs) I love it. I love that you all keep fucking around. This was a weird one. This was a weird one even for me. How about that? That goes to show you there's no, you know, there's no no stick that a cat can't fight. (laughs) 
Hell yeah. Come to Social Fox Brewing tomorrow. Or the first Tuesday of any month in Norcross, Georgia. We'll be doing some comedy shows there. It'll be a fucking hoot. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all get out of here. Take care of yourselves. Have a good week. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for checking the podcast. I do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll catch y'all around. Later. Jesus. Ha, ha, ha.